One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. So we've been following a band for some time, but now they've hit it big and everyone knows about them. You know you should be happy for their success, but you're not. You're incredibly annoyed. Do you ever wonder where that is? Well, we're going to share a theory that we've come up with that answers that very question and underlines the importance of creating communities around your music and rewarding superfans for their support and loyalty. Hey, how's everyone doing? For Bridge Atlantic, I am singer-songwriter Marcin Novelli from Canada. And I'm music web designer Ross Barrow-Smith from Scotland. And you're watching B-Sides, a show empowering musicians with knowledge and advice. If you're new here, subscribe. So as Marcio said, you know, it can be really annoying when you've been following a band for a while and they've become big, everyone knows about them, and you are kind of annoyed at that and you're not really sure why. So what we want to talk about is the importance of creating communities around your music and rewarding your superfans for their support. So superfans, we should probably jump in and say, what, what is a superfan? How, how, how can someone be a fan in superhero mode? Well, they can be. A fan is someone who digs your music probably buys it, probably, you know, wants to go to your concerts and so on and so forth. But Ross, a super fan is so much more than that. You know, how would you how would you define super fan? And have you ever been a super fan of any uh, any artist? Um, I mean, I think a super fan is someone who is like an intense version of a fan, I guess. So like they are more than someone who just buys some of your music and goes to some of your mm-hmm. shows. It's someone that really wants to buy everything that you release and they want to they go live to every show. Exactly. They're yeah. m- very dedicated to you. They are not only dedicated to you, but they're an ambassador for you. Like they will tell all their friends about you. You know, um, th- to me, that's what a super fan is. I remember D. Grant Smith in one of our previous interviews actually defined a super fan as someone who would kind of do anything for you. Or they would go out of their way to help you. Whereas I think a fan... Mm-hmm supports you but not to the same level as a super fan would right so how this relates to this whole dilemma like i I was just i was actually in the shower a lot yesterday and and this came to my mind i was just you know thinking about artists that i've i've loved i've followed for years and then you know when they really hit it big i i was was annoyed or i didn't really want to listen to them anymore which is kind of silly right and i and i've thought about this you know their music hasn't changed what i loved about them hasn't changed so what is it that has changed? And it and it really hit me. It was the community that had changed, right? It was the people listening to their music. And why should that matter? If you like a band, you like their music, who cares who else is listening to them? Well, it doesn't matter for the music itself, but it does matter for the whole experience, which is something that really clicked just in that moment. And, you know, I, I needed to come on, come on here and just talk about it. It's it's the idea when when you like a band that's one thing but when you become a super fan or really into an artist um I feel like the reason you do is because there's a community behind that artist right I can, I can I can drop a few bands that I think have such super fans such such a community um everyone from Green Day to 30 Seconds to Mars to um 21 Pilots I think these bands have created such communities that um, have actually allowed the bands themselves to try many different things stylistically in their careers or even take years off, like in Green Day's case, take five years in between albums. And, you know, but because they've built that community of fans, 
I think that um, they've been they, they're allowed some freedom and there's just they, they kind of know that, you know, some other bands can disappear. And if they don't have an album in a year or two, they're gone, you know, but certain bands, again, 30 Seconds Smart is another example, can go five years in between albums and have a following still because they have that community, that, those super fans. Now, what what got me thinking about this was 30 Seconds Smart's latest album that is very stylistically different. And, um, you know, I've even experienced in the past, uh, when, when I first started listening to them back in the day, many years ago, 15, 16, 17 years ago, you know, the people at the shows, I, I felt the camaraderie. I felt like um, they were like me, you know, they're into other bands like myself. Um, as the years went on and Jared Leto, the frontman of 36 Smarts, got a bit more popular, um, you started seeing... Not to be judgmental, but, you know, very skimpily. Is that even a word? The, well, it's, it's, the crowd you know did change. Let's just say that. Yes, the, cr- the crowd did change. The crowd changed. And, you know, girls were coming there not because of the music, but because they saw him in a movie and they wanted to get his attention. Let's just put it that way, right? So that kind of felt annoying because I'm like, there's not really the community here. Like, I'm enjoying the music, but part of enjoying the music was looking around, giving a smile to someone that you felt like they got you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, and I think that's that's some that's that's being lost amongst some artists when they become very big or they make a huge stylistic um, change in their music, right? So, being on the other side of that, watching this happen, and also being a fan of of artists where this has happened, you know, it makes me it makes me one applaud bands like Linkin Park. I think that from the beginning, way back before people were streaming online or, you know, they were really ahead of the curve and they created um, a community, right? But what I'm trying to get to here is we should all be creating communities with our music, but where does that, where does, what happens when you have that community that you can chat with and tweet back to and have a conversation? What happens when that, when your fan base just shoots and skyrockets to a hundred times its size, there's no way to keep track with all those people. Right. So the idea is realizing the difference between a fan and a super fan fans dig your music, but those super fans are most likely the vast majority of people that were there from the beginning or the people again, that come in along the way, but that just love you a little more, you know, what do you do for them? Well, you have to take that community you have. And when you get to a certain point, turn that into a fan club. I mean, if you're a, a, a small to moderate size artist, I don't think personally there's there's an there's a, a place for a fan club. I mean, you can start a Patreon or some sort of thing like that, which awards the super fans. But I think um, so that that kind of makes sense there. But I think when you get to a certain place, you need a very dedicated, separate area for those super fans to feel like they still have a community um, to connect with other people that they feel like are like themselves. Because those communities often have meetups before the shows or after the shows, so they still feel like you know, that they belong, I guess. Everyone wants to mm-hmm. have a, a place to feel like they belong. And when you love a band and suddenly you feel out of place at a concert, which has happened to me before, a band that you've listened to for many years and then you're like the odd person out into that band, even though you've been listening to them way longer, you know, um, yeah. you need to, there needs to be a way. So I leave that to the artist. And I do want to backtrack a little bit here um, because I did say, you know, maybe there's not a place for a fan club early on, but it really, I think that there is, I think it just needs to look different. You know what I mean? Um, I personally, as a musician, I have a Patreon uh, where, you know, my most dedicated uh, following, um, I guess you can call them super fans, come on and support me there. But I reward them with extra things. They get demos every month. They get, you know, access to things that other people don't. I love all my following and I appreciate every single person listening to my music. But, you know, if if those people 
or if certain people are willing to go the extra mile, so am I for them, you know? So that's something to consider and that's something to remember. And I wish someone were telling these, these bigger bands this too, because, you know, I think sometimes they just get so excited by their massive success. They do forget about those, those super fans that um, have been there either from the beginning or again, coming along the way, but are just that much more enthusiastic about their music. Because the one thing they're forgetting is, you know, no band is at the top forever. So, you know, there's a saying that you see the same people on the way up. Oh, sorry. You see the same people on the way down as you saw on the way up or something like that. (laughs) So if you don't treat those people that were there on the way up, well, when you're at your peak, you know, they might not be there on your way down and you want them there if you want to have a long lasting career. Yeah. And I think, you know, one thing that artists can do to kind of ensure that their super fans feel valued is remember that appreciation is a, is a two way street. So, you know, you've got to be showing your fans that you appreciate the support that they're giving you. And whether that's, you know, offering them something exclusive, um, you know, giving them extra content, similar to what you do on Patreon and what a lot of artists mm-hmm. do on Patreon, is you've got to keep that going. And I think having some kind of sort of private, maybe not, not private club, but, you know, like a club where... Exclusive club. A club where you and you know, the people that are part of that club can all communicate together is a really good thing because there's nothing better than a strong community built around your music. It's just a matter of sustaining that once things grow, which I think is probably, you know, the challenge for a well, lot of and artists. The, and the idea too is some people have, have thought, oh, that's strange. Why do I have to pay to be a part of a, of, of a fan club? Well, there's a really good reason for that. If you didn't, then everyone would be a part of that. You'd be in the same situation. So yeah. the idea is if someone's willing to dish out even $20 or you know any any price a month or a year it 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 just shows the artist okay this person's a little bit more serious about my music which means i can share a little bit extra with them whether it's being a bit more personal or sharing behind the scenes stuff so it really is the idea be is is just reward your super fans at any level of the game you know i don't know why i just call it a game but any level of of your career recognize those super fans because even if you're playing to a room of 50 people or or 10 people you know if one of those 10 people are incredibly enthusiastic about your music like overly enthusiastic and everyone else digs it and you know maybe you sold out of those 10 people you sold three shirts you know but you know the idea is the one person that wanted everything you had and just is in love with you in your music that's a super fan reward them separately you want to hold on to more you yeah, want to hold you, on to them. You, so it doesn't matter what level of, of success you're at. Absolutely. And I think that's probably a good place for us to wrap up. I mean, we may do something more about superfans in the future because there's probably mm-hmm. quite a lot that we could talk about. Yeah. Um, but please do let us know in the comments, you know, what you found useful, what you'd like to hear more about. And uh, you can also find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And if you want to pick up one of our shirts and be a super fan too, visit our website and use the coupon code BTA Rocks, and you will receive 20% off your order because we love you and appreciate you. This episode was brought to you by our awesome patrons and by Social Surge, your source for social media marketing and online music promotion. Check them out because they do what, Ross? They keep the show alive. That's right. And if you would like to sponsor the show and become an official Bridger, join our Patreon from as little as a dollar per month. Not only will you be able to showcase your band or brand to our amazing audience, but your support will allow us to keep bringing you weekly videos here at Bridge the Atlantic. Alright, so that's it for B-Sides. Let us know what you thought about that. And we will see you soon, right? We'll see you next time. Bye! That's right. Bye. Hold up. 
What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.